Howdy. This is Vosh. You may know me from the YouTube channel, Vosh, where I livestream. Most of it's garbage, but sometimes the good bits get uploaded here. This is Previously Live. Thank you very much, and hello, Pennsylvania. Hello. I'm thrilled to be back in this incredible Commonwealth with the thousands of proud, hardworking American Love this video quality. If anyone can find a better video, then just uh, drop a link. Patriots that I have gotten to know so well. Two months from now, the people of Pennsylvania are going to fire the radical left Democrats, and you are going to elect Doug Mastriano as your next governor. And you are going to send my friend Oz. Oz. He is a great guy. To the U.S. Senate, you're going to elect... Didn't Trump say that Oz is going to lose? Like, there was some, some audio captured, or somebody said that Trump was like, uh, yeah, Oz is going to lose? amazing slate of true America first Republicans to Congress and we are going to end the Nancy Pelosi political career the Biden political career we're going to end it our country's going to hell our country is going to hell this election is a referendum on skyrocketing inflation rampant crime soaring murders crushing gas prices millions and millions of illegal aliens millions pouring across our border race and gender indoctrination perverting our schools and above all this election is a referendum on the corruption and extremism of joe biden and the radical democrat party if you want to stop this destruction of america you must vote republican you got to get out and vote as you know this week joe biden came to philadelphia pennsylvania to give the most vicious, hateful, and divisive speech ever delivered by an American president, vilifying 75 million- Uncle Chubbs, the video you're linking me that is a better video is from January 31st, 2022. Citizens plus another probably 75 to 150, if we want to be accurate about it as threats to democracy and as enemies of the state. You're all enemies of the state. He's an enemy of the state. You want to know the truth? The enemy of the state is him and the group that control him, which is circling around him. Do this, do that, Joe. You're going to do this, Joe, right? I think Philadelphia was a great choice to make this speech of... Little, little JQE there, gotta say. Hatred and anger. His speech was hatred and anger. By the way, the next morning he forgot what he said. You saw that. They asked him about, oh, I didn't think I said that, did I? Oh, no. How do you like the red lighting behind him like the devil? But Philadelphia was a great choice because the city is being devastated under Democrat rule. Devastated. Hate to tell you, we love Pennsylvania. I went to school in Philadelphia. What's happening to Philadelphia? 14 people were shot last weekend in Philadelphia. 14. 
and the fake news will go out and check. Oh, that's a lot of fake news. Whoa. That's a lot of fake news. Wow. He's referring to the journalists in the front row. Uh, true, like, true, like, the press is the enemy of the people. You know. Yeah, he does this every rally, yeah. Like, all the journalists here who are just trying to, like, you know, broadcast the shit that he says out here with bodyguards to make sure they don't get fucking murked in the parking lot. Well, they'll go out and check the facts. Four people were killed last weekend. At one point last month, seven people were shot in the span of just 71 minutes. Philadelphia. This year in Philadelphia has already seen more than 1,400 people shot, including numerous beautiful little children. Last year, the city set an all-time murder what? record with 560 homicides. And it's on track to shatter that record again in 2022. Numbers that nobody's ever seen other than in some other Democrat-run cities. Armed robberies in Philadelphia are up. Reminder that the highest rates of gun crime are in Republican states. Um, you know, uh, high population cities are going to skew the numbers, obviously, because they're high population cities. But in terms of per capita in states, the red states have the most gun violence. Uh, and we also uh, have uh, far lower rates of violent crime in this country than we did in the 90s. It's on a downturn. 62%, Doug, you have to take care of this. You have to take care of this. And Oz will send you the goods. Oz, send him the goods. You know what the goods are? Lots of police officers, that's what the goods are. Just recently announced retail theft is up 59% from last year. There have been more than 750 carjackings this year. Anybody have a nice car? Because you're not going to have it long. More than triple the average for 2010 to 2019, and it's heading way up, heading up in other cities that are run by Democrats also. Instead of trying to demonize half of the population, Biden and congressional Democrats should focus on stopping the killing and the bloodshed in Philadelphia and every other Democrat-run city in America. We're record death. But they're not divisive. I, it feels like such a waste of time when they're like, Biden's so divisive, you know, and it's like, okay. Like, it feels like such a waste of time to even talk about it, you know? It's like, obviously. And destruction is taking place every single day. Biden thinks making America great again is bad for our country. Do you believe it? That was in his speech. MAGA. MAGA, he says, we got to stop MAGA. That's when I defined it, because I don't think he knows what it meant. It means make America great again. We have to stop it. Stop MAGA. Stop make America great again. He thinks making America great again is a threat to our country. No, making America great again is great for our country. Great. There's only one party that's waging war on American democracy by censoring free speech. Criminalizing dissent, you see that happening. Disarming law abiding. Yes, <laughs> criminalizing dissent. They've even taken down a very fine site called Kiwi Farms. I've been told it's full of people who like me very much, you know. Citizens issuing lawless mandates and unconstitutional orders, imprisoning political protesters. That's what they're doing, rigging elections weaponizing the Justice Department and the FBI like never, ever before. 
and raiding and breaking into the homes of their political opponents. I wonder who that could be. Republicans in the MAGA movement are not the ones trying to undermine our democracy. We are the ones trying to save our democracy. Very simple. Very simple. Very simple. The danger to democracy comes from the radical left, not from the right. Not from the right. This November, we're going to stand up to this rising tyranny of sickness, lawlessness, and death, and we are going to take back our country. We're going to take it back. There could be no more vivid example of the very real threats from American freedom than just a few weeks ago, you saw it, when we witnessed one of the most shocking abuses of power by any administration in American history. The shameful raid and break-in of my home, Mar-a-Lago, was a travesty of justice that made a mockery of America's laws, traditions, and principles before the entire world. The entire world was watching, and they're shocked. They're shocked. South American countries, numerous of them, their leaders said, could you imagine if that was ever done in our country, what, what the United States would be saying about us? What? The Biden administration invaded the home of their chief political opponent, who is absolutely destroying him and everyone else in the polls, I hate to say it. even including the Republicans, but we love the Republicans. On a phony pretext, getting permission from a highly political magistrate who they handpicked late in the evening, just days before the break-in, and trampled upon my rights and civil liberties as if our country that we love so much were a third world nation. We're like a third world nation. They rifled through the First Lady's closet drawers and everything else. and even did a deep and ugly search of the room of my 16-year-old son. <laughs> leaving every- What is the implication there? Oh, wait, I missed it, man. This guy in the, in the back right over here, he's wearing a Blacks for Trump shirt. Everything they touched in far different condition than it was when they started. Can you believe it? The FBI and the Justice Department Hell have become yeah. vicious monsters controlled by radical left scoundrels, lawyers, and the media who tell them what to do, you people right there, and when to do it. Is that the same black guy? Yeah, well, they literally do this. They do find, like, tokens to, like, put in the back here to increase the apparent diversity of the crowd. Um, of course, these Trump rallies are always, like, 99% white people. Um, but yeah, they, act, they do deliberately do that, yeah. This video is 720p quality. Let me see. Lady to the United States of America. Oh, this might actually be better. I don't know how to find what time it's at, though. Um, how many minutes since he's since he came out here? If it came out at like 129, so it's been like 14 minutes. So maybe if we moved 14. Mission from a highly political magistrate 
Search of the room of my 16-year-old son. I think we found it. Okay. Leaving everything they touched in far different condition than it was when they started. Can you believe uh, it? They did the do FBI a search. and the Justice Department have become vicious monsters, controlled by radical left scoundrels, lawyers, and... He is a lunatic, apparently. Blacks for Trump founder Marie Simonette was part of a violent cult, according to a report. Um, yeah, I think I can... If you ever walked down a city street and saw someone standing on a box with a microphone screaming about the end of the world and government conspiracies, it honestly could have been Marie Simonette. A 69-year-old black man. Holy fuck, black people age well. That's insane. Jesus Christ. No wonder the plot of Get Out happened. What the f***? Is former President Trump's biggest groupie and the founder of Blacks for Trump. Um, oh, this is a very editorialized story. I don't know how much I can trust this. And the media who tell them what to do, you people right there, and when to do it. They're trying to silence me, and more importantly, they are trying to silence you. But we will not be silenced, right? Phenomenal uh, sentence structure there. stop speaking the truth we have no choice because we're not gonna have a country left the evil and malice of this demented persecution of you and me should be obvious to all and it is even media companies that are pretty far left have come out and said we can't believe this is happening in the USA we are being assaulted by the same group at the FBI and DOJ that just a few years ago declared no reasonable prosecutor would charge crooked Hillary Clinton after she set up a secret illegal server to hide her family's pay-for-play schemes, crammed it full of classified information, allowed it to be plundered by foreign hackers, you know that happened, and then deleted, acid-washed, 30,000 emails, think of that, 30,000 emails, and what else did she do? Boom, with a hammer, smashed her phone systems to smithereens, after receiving the highest level of support. You know, Hillary Clinton, always cringe, always trying to stay uh, hip with the kid. She's acid washing her surface. Those, those, those tie-dye emails. Pina from the U.S. Congress. Think of that. Think of that. I'm Yet thinking now, about the it. same people, the exact same people, are sending the FBI storming through the home of their number one political rival. It's a disgrace, a disgrace like possibly never before. Our country's never seen anything like it. They talk about documents not being properly stored. Yet they go in and take documents, dump them on the floor, stage a photo shoot, and pretend that I had done it, like I had put them all over the floor. He, st he still thinks that he still thinks that with the, um, when the Mar-a-Lago documents were laid out so that the feds took a photo of them, that they were implicating him for the crime of having them spread out. Like, he, st he still seems to think that he, that they're accusing him of, of having the top secret documents on the ground instead of just having them at all. 
Okay. They took that back after a lot of prodding. Then they put out for public consumption a picture which is seen all over the world. This is what they do. It's called disinformation. These are very dishonest, sick people. Very dishonest people. Americans are sick of the lies, sick of the hoaxes and scams, and above all, sick of the hypocrisy. But our opponents have badly miscalculated. This egregious abuse of the law is going to produce a backlash, the likes of which nobody has ever seen before. Before our very eyes, our beloved country is being taken over by this the- This is legitimately scary, the stuff he's saying is like, actually, yeah, I know. I, I, the reason why I'm not pausing that much is because I'm listening out for anything that's new, because he says stuff like this in every speech. He is a fascist. All of his speeches are going to hit on the exact same points. There's a nefarious conspiracy of deep state operatives that are trying to destroy all of us. They want to destroy and eliminate and kill all Republicans, but I'm in the way. I'm standing in the way. Uh, our glorious people's movement um, is is going to uh, upturn the rocks in D.C. and uh, restore the will of the people and, uh, you know, add in a bunch of nationalism, nativism, and uh, reactionary politics. It's pretty standard fascist stuff. I'm just seeing, you know, I'll comment on any uh, deviances. The very people who turn democracies into dictatorships and into ultimately ruination. They think they can divide us, but they can't. Okay. Can't divide us. They can't divide us. The MAGA movement is the greatest in the history of our country. And maybe in the history of the world, maybe in the history of the world. In any event, we have no choice. We are trying to save our country because such bad things are happening to our beautiful, beloved America. We will make America great again. I will never turn my back on you. These are also generally extremely repetitive speeches. There's a reason why Trump's speeches go on for two hours and Biden's speeches go on for like 20 minutes. And it's because, um, you know, they, they follow the exact same formula of him whining about something or talking about how he would have done something better for like 10 seconds. And then he brings that back to the 20 second but we're going to do better, MAGA, you know, so on. And then the crowd claps for 15 seconds, and then he pauses. Then, Like, it goes, it goes on like that. And you will never turn your back on me because we love our nation, and we will save our nation from people who are trying to destroy it. It was not just my home that was raided last month. It was the hopes and dreams of every citizen who I've been fighting for since the moment I came down the golden escalator. In 2015, wanting to represent the people, wanting to stop the massive corruption of our country, and determined to finally, in this world, put America first. I want to put America first. And we did. We did. We did. There's never been a period of time, both before COVID or the China virus, as we say, and after COVID. From that moment on, I became the enemy of the Washington swamp. For six years, the radical Democrat party, the rhinos, the media, and the deep state have tried relentlessly to stop me and you. First, they fabricated the Russia, Russia, hey. Russia scam. You saw it was a total fabrication. Now they all admit it. They don't admit it. It's um, the only people who admit it are lefties, and when they do so, they're wrong. 
Um, I, I still I have no idea why the lefties bit the bullet on this one that when they didn't have to. But the, the Russia Gate stuff was true. There were produced dozens of indictments, multiple arrests. Uh, there were people in his campaign that were directly colluding with Russia. And we know the Russian state spent millions actively propagating disinfo for the specific purpose of getting Trump elected. Um, it was all true. The only thing that ended up not being true, the main question, was whether Trump himself had ever colluded. And it turns out he didn't, or at least we never found any evidence of it. It was just powerful people around him, which is, you know, a pretty convenient legal defense, right? Like, as long as he doesn't personally dirty his hands with the business, um, he can't be implicated. But that doesn't mean it didn't happen, you know? Then we had impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, and now these same exact people at Justice and the FBI, the same people, along with outside scum, are at it again with the horrific raid of my home. They just go on and on, and they have to be stopped. We have to spend time on our country, not on defending ourselves against scams. Thank you. Think of it about Russia and the Mueller. No collusion, right? Came in, no collusion. That was- For him. Him specifically. Your decision after two and a half years, no collusion. I could have told them that after the first hour, and they could have said that because they had the laptop from hell, which had everything, so they knew immediately. But it went on. But think of this, you know, and I tell this story on occasion, very seldom, because it's too sad to tell. But I tell this story because it's very important. Russia, Russia, Russia was a hoax. It was developed by Hillary Clinton and a group of people, small group around a kitchen table, as a way of explaining why she lost an election that a lot of people thought she would win. Because the Democrats have an advantage in elections because of a lot of things, aside from the fact they cheat like hell. So when they lost, Hillary Clinton and her people and guys like Adam Shifty Schiff, Watermelon Head, they're like children. It, uh, God, it's like codename Kids Next Door with their... <laughs> watermelon head. He's a water... Perfect. He's a watermelon head. But no dummy. But think of this. Think how bad they are. Think how evil they are. You're all fathers and your mothers and your children of great people and all of the people are represented here. Think how bad they are. They make up a story that's false. It's now been admitted to be false. The FBI is the last one to tell us that. But it's now admitted, even in the newspapers, even by the people back there, they will not fight it. They make up. Now think of this. But think of this. So they make up- Yeah, that guy's standing backwards so the Bikers for Trump logo is showing. I don't know why he wouldn't have just put it on the front of the vest so he could look normal instead of like he's turning his back and his president. The, him, I'm guessing he also runs this org. It's like this desperate grifter pledge that if you can get behind Trump for the speech, that, like, your t-shirt can sell your particular brand of e-schizophrenia, you know? ...up a story about Russia. Just so you know, I was tougher in Russia than any president by four. I'm the one that stopped Nord Stream 2, the pipeline. I'm the one that did the big sanctions. And I guarantee you one thing, Putin was not going into Ukraine. I guarantee you that. Uh, one of the first things that Trump did was lift sanctions on, um, on Russia after he attained power. And uh, there was even some contention within the Russian government as to whether he would do this. And apparently one of the reasons why the Russian government wanted Trump um, to win 
was because they had gotten the impression that he would have uh, eased up on the uh, on the sanctions. I guarantee you, nobody was tougher than me, but I also got along with them, and that's a good thing. You know, getting along with other countries is a good thing, not a bad thing, but think of it. So they make up a story, Russia, Russia, Russia. It was made up so that when they lost, they could say, it was Russia. I'm saying, what the hell did Russia have to do with it? It was Russia. Okay, so Adam Schiff knows it's a fake story. He made it up with other people. They know it's a fake, and I see Adam Schiff go solemnly to the microphones in the Capitol building and stand there so sad and say, Donald Trump Jr. will be going to prison because of what he did with Russia. Now think of it. He knows the story's a scam. He knows the story's a fake. And he wants my son, who's a good kid, he wants my son to go to prison over something that they made up that they know is a phony story and has now been, as they say, fully debunked. In other words, it was a totally, and he's standing before microphones with many of those people standing there, and they can't get enough, saying that my son is going to prison. And I then call my son, I say, Don, are you okay? What's going on? What's going on? Think of this if you're a parent, think of it. My son's going to prison on something that they made, which is a total hoax. These are bad people. They're trying to destroy our country, and we can't let it go on any longer because we have too much work to do. It's incredible how his behavior doesn't even approximate human behavior, Whether through but people activist still like attorney him. generals, these state attorney generals, if I fly over a state, they send me before a grand jury. There's Trump, he's up there. Let's see, what can we do with a grand jury? I've been going through this for six years now. Local Democrat DAs, county prosecutors, congressional committees or federal agencies, the radical Democrats are engaging in a desperate attempt to keep me from returning to the White House where they know I will clean this mess up again. They want to stop us from completing our mission to bring back American values, secure America's borders. Millions and millions of people are pouring into our country. Nobody has any idea where they're from. Last month, 129 countries were represented. They're emptying their prisons into the United States of America. What? They know we'll continue to fix America's trade deals. Continue to lower taxes. Nobody gave tax decreases like Trump, bigger than the Reagan cuts. What? And lower regulations. Not true. Uh, again, the tax cuts only persisted for the wealthy. Uh, they did not persist for the middle and lower class. Regulations that created all of those jobs, defend and protect our police and our military. We have to protect our police. You know, our police want to protect us. They're stymied from doing it. We have to protect our police. They know we're going to reclaim our energy independence. We're going to save our Second Amendment, which is under siege. We build our manufacturing base just like I was doing. In other words, they know that we're going to make America great again. You know, we had a different saying because after we did so well, we were all set. And we had a statement, remember, keep America great. But after they destroyed it, I'd love to use it. But I must say, there's nothing like MAGA. You agree? I don't know, Doug. I don't know. CAG. CAG wasn't the same as MAGA. CAG. Keep America great. The problem I had, though, wasn't the fact that CAG can't compete with MAGA. 
The real problem I had that we can't use the word keep America great because they've destroyed our country. So we can't keep it great because it's not great right now. Our country is a laughing stock. Our leaders are a laughing stock. Remember what I said? Uh, remember what I said about um, Biden unironically being more of a patriot? I said this during his speech. Um, that fascists have to um, project the existence of a perpetual crisis. So when they talk about uh, America being great, they're referring to some kind of imaginary conceptual America where everyone is white and middle class. Um, you know, white picket fence, that kind of thing. No, no brown people or anything or out of sight, out of mind. Um, but when they talk about America today, which, which, which does have brown people, you know, uh, evidently, um, there's even one on frame right now. Uh, then this is the America that's shitty and terrible. So Biden, Democrats, liberals, they're always going to be more optimistic about, you know, more of a champion of the country as it actually exists. You know, we just sent another $13 billion to Ukraine. That gets us close to $80 billion. Now, well, it angers me more for a different reason. It would have never happened before. Putin knew he wouldn't have done it. He said, Vladimir, you're not going to do that, Vladimir. He knew that. He knew it. He knew it. But... He did it as soon as the election was rigged and it was considered over. I don't know if it's ever going to end if you look at what's gone on, because more and more facts are coming out, like the FBI with Facebook the other day. Can you believe? But you know what? Our country, it would have been so inappropriate to say, keep America great, because who the hell wants to keep our country the way it is right now? I don't. The funny thing about this is that um, Republicans will accuse Democrats of hating America when they say that America needs to change. You understand the hypocrisy here? When, when people on the left will say, like, you know, we should improve this or that or the other, there's this feigned offense from Republicans who act as though the way things are must necessarily be the right way. But they don't like the way things are either. It's, it's, it's a completely dishonest attack from them. But together we have easily beaten every single witch hunt in the past. Think of that. But the time and the money and the effort it takes. And now we will likewise do that in the future if they continue their craziness. And if they don't stop, they don't stop. That's all they're good at is disinformation. They put out disinformation. You know, when I heard about Russia, was right after I came down that beautiful golden escalator. First lady, I said, uh, you'll be a great first lady. She has been a great first lady. She's been a great first lady. They love our first lady. But people would come up to me. This was right at the beginning. And right after the escalator ride, the people come, sir, do you know anything about Russia? No, young guys come up, beautiful staffers. There are a lot of them here right now and here all over the place that just came up to me. You won Pennsylvania by a lot, sir. That's right. You're right about that. <laughs> Doug, I think at 9 o'clock in the evening, we were 950,000 votes up with 73% of the vote cast. All of a sudden, around 302 or something, the equipment closed down. It all closed down, and then you had that massive spike. Remember the spike that went to heaven and came back? It should have gone to hell and come back. So what he's referring to here is when uh, there was no equipment closing. Um, it was just when uh, districts started adding in the um, mail-in votes that were counted. Uh, as, as everyone was aware and as everyone had been informed months in advance, most districts would count the... Um, uh, the in-person votes first, which which rolled in over the course of the day, and then they would uh, uh, go over the batches of mail-in votes and would input those. And because Democrats were disproportionately uh, likely to uh, uh, put in the mail-in votes because they were more concerned about in-person vote because of COVID, uh, that tended to lead to big spikes. But there was nothing suspicious about it. 
Uh, it was the most thoroughly scrutinized election possibly in all of human history. That's not a joke. It really actually probably was. Um, and uh, no, no voter fraud. Literally none. Think, if there was voter fraud, don't you think the Republicans would have found it? It's not like they didn't have hundreds of millions to spend. You know, if they could have actually found it, it would have been huge for them. But they didn't. Despite their best efforts, despite their, uh, you know, the many dozens and hundreds of accusations of voter fraud and stories associated, which all turned out to be hoaxes time after time after time, debunking those live was exhausting because every day there'd be 50 new evidence of voter fraud examples that he come up with. And of course, inevitably, all of them would be found to be false. Uh, if there was actual voter fraud, they would have found it. Lord knows they were looking. Oh, right. Sorry, there was voter fraud. There were Trump supporters who were arrested for voting for Trump multiple times. My bad. I forgot. And all of a sudden we were tied. And then all of a sudden we lost by a whisper, a rigged election. But the people would come up. Some of them are here. Sir, sir. It's such an honor to meet you, sir. Sir, could I ask you a question? Yeah, what is it? Do you know anything about Russia? I say, no, not really. I, mean, I know probably less than you know. But I have a lot of common sense and I know how to defend our country. And I'll end up being friendly with them and we'll do- I mean, he's literally done business deals in Russia. Like, d d he has a hotel, doesn't he? Um, millions and millions of dollars invested in Russia at that time. Remember, uh, Trump refused to divest from his businesses. Um, it's tradition for American presidents to divest from their businesses before they assume office. That is to say, if they own any businesses, like they leave, they, they no longer own, uh, uh, they, they give up control of businesses because the fear has always been that presidents could use their political power to enrich themselves. And then Donald Trump just didn't divest and did that. <laughs> just, he just did that. Just fine. Then a month later, another one came up. Hello, Uncle Sam. Look at it. Stand up, Uncle Sam. Great people. Great people. Then a month later, another young person came up. Yeah, Jimmy Carter had to sell his peanut farm. And I was very, actually, it was cute. Hands. He said, oh, sir, it's such an honor. We talked for a couple of minutes. He said, sir, can I ask you one question? It's been bothering me. Yeah, what is it? Do you know anything about Russia? And then again and again, and after about five or six times, do you know anything about Russia? I looked at my people, my top people that are a little older. I said, what the hell is going on with Russia? This is all I knew. What was going on? It was a scam. And we took two and a half years. Does the story have a point? You haven't listened to a Trump speech before, have you, son? To win. But all of that time and effort and money and the corruption and the people that were in charge of that scam are horrible. And they're the same people that we have now. They never leave. They never leave. And if we would have had an attorney general with courage instead of somebody that was afraid to be impeached. Sir, I don't want to be impeached. We would have gotten to the bottom of it very quickly. And we've been waiting for Durham for a long time. Durham, please come in and give us your work, please. Durham, Durham, we got to get Durham going here. But this battle is not about me. This is a struggle for the very fate of our republic. Our movement is fighting against a corrupt group of unelected tyrants who believe they can wield absolute power over you with the help of a willing and very corrupt media. They think the deep state, not the citizens, should be the true masters of this country. So if you can listen to this and think like, are there any Nazi parallels to this rhetoric? Like, is there any way at all 
that this maybe is exactly what they said in basically every way. You know, something to keep an, keep an ear out for. On our watch, we will never let that happen. And we will never let it happen, even though we're going to be gone. We're going to set this country up so strong and so powerfully that we may not be here, at least some of the older ones, and I love you all, but we're going to have the country set up properly, like it was before the COVID came in, before the China dust came in. And even after we handed off, where we had a higher stock market, because we did it twice, but we had a higher stock market on January 20th than we did think of it, the so-called handoff, I hate to even use the term, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous to have to use that term. But the handoff, we handed it off, the market was higher than it was just prior to COVID coming into our country. We did an incredible job, an incredible job. But we have no choice in 2022 and 2024, we have to smash the grip of this vile and vindictive political class. We have to clean house in Washington, D.C., and we have to restore government for the people. And if we do not, our republic and indeed our country will be destroyed and we will never be able to do what is called a comeback. You won't be able to do it. It'll never come back again. It's so fragile, you know? It's so fragile. You will never bring it back again. You remember in the campaign, I used to say, if these people get in, we're going to end up with Venezuela on steroids. I said it many, many times. I never thought it was much of a possibility, but I never knew people could cheat like that. Not like that. Last week, weirdo, he's a weirdo, Mark Zuckerberg came to the White House, kissed my ass. Kissed my ass. Sir, I'd love to have dinner. Sir, I'd yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, this is cementing my opinion. I feel like, um, I feel like, I, so, okay. You know how if a, um, a United States citizen signs up as a soldier, um, if they, if they enlist, they lose certain legal rights? It's like how for a court-martial, like, you don't have the same set of legal rights you do as a citizen. When you're a soldier, like, you're giving up some stuff, you know? I think that if you're an elected official, you should give up some stuff. And some of those should be First Amendment rights. I believe that. I think that if you're a public official and you make claims that are insurrectionist or, uh, uh, or, or, or like, broadly delegitimizing of the, um, of the democracy that you're in, I think that you should have to, you nut up or shut up, you should have to prove that in a court case. I think that should be, um, I think that, uh, uh, that should be settled in criminal court. Fair court, the fair trial. And if uh, you lose, you have to shut the f up about it. Otherwise, it'd be treated kind of the way that like defamation or libel would, where um, where if you um, if you if if it's determined that you're like acting in bad faith with these claims, um, then then you would be you'd be acting with grievance, and you could be you know further prosecuted for it. Are there ways this could be abused? Yes. If I had more time and also some lawyers next to me, could I think of more caveats or specificities, you know, to, to levy here? Yes, absolutely. But keep in mind that a lot of what Republicans have done already meets the definition of sedition in a legal sense. So it's not as though they aren't already constantly tripping over the uh, boundaries of the law. We just don't really have a response to this. Like, what do you do if po political officials and elected leaders just use their power to lie broadly and basically just openly subvert the democracy? Um, we don't really have anything. Again, a lot of our, a lot of our system just relies on gentlemen's agreements. We, um, a lot of our system just relies on the assumption that everybody operating within it will be acting in good faith. But if people are willing to openly act in bad faith, then that just no longer applies. And you need to have think you need to have like backups because otherwise whoever is the most bad faith first wins. And that seems like a pretty fucking bad democracy. 
love to have dinner. I'd love to bring my lovely wife. All right, Mark, come on in. Sir, you're number one on Facebook. I'd like to congratulate you. Oh, thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate it. Weirdo Mark Zuckerberg confessed that in 2020, the FBI went to Facebook and the media and gave them the false narrative that the Hunter Biden laptop from hell was Russian disinformation, even though they knew that was not true. So they went and they said it was Russian disinformation. By the way, the guy that came in with that stuff just got fired. He perk-walked. He was perk-walked out of the FBI on Friday. So what he's referring to here, I think, is that Facebook censored the Hunter Biden laptop story when it came out as part of a broader uh, policy against election misinformation, which they were in contact with the federal government over, um, like in terms of like what could be done to, um, to, to cut down on it. To my knowledge, I don't remember seeing any evidence of the Fed specifically saying, yeah, shut that info down. Only that it, you know, it fit within the purview of election misinformation, which of course it did, um, because there was a ton of misinfo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember how initially everyone was saying there was a ton of CP on that laptop? What happened to that claim? I don't, that, people sure shut up about that, didn't they? The only thing that ended up being proven was that Hunter Biden has a fat cock and he likes beautiful adult women and, uh, cocaine. Okay, great. So now you've made me jealous. What? Okay. Fantastic. Well, okay. So much of that stuff never got verified, but a lot of it was objectively election misinformation to begin with, you know? And even if all the worst of it was true and Hunter Biden was some kind of, uh, you know, uh, pedophile or whatever, still don't know how exactly that's an attack on Joe Biden unless Joe Biden did something to cover it up or whatever. But that doesn't help us and the election of 2020, does it? That doesn't help us. They perk-walk him because of all the things he did, so many more than what we're even talking about. The FBI made it clear that they did not want the truth about the criminality and influence peddling of the Biden family coming out before the election because that would hurt the chances of Joe Biden, who virtually never left his basement winning the election. You know, he came to Philadelphia as you know, you know how many people they had? Almost nobody showed up. And we have a lot of people in this place. And a lot of people. So many people that have cut the bit right. And we're not even talking about all the people outside that couldn't get in because you have better real estate, right? We got a lot of people outside watching. I hope they're watching the big, we put screens up outside. You know, this place, I think it holds 12,000 people, so we sold out in about 15 seconds. And I said, what are we going to do for the people that can't get in? That's why a lot of times I like fields, because fields, you can just keep having them come. In Alabama, we had 66,000 people. Think of this. Outside of Houston, Texas, we had 89,000 people show up. Think of it. But what the FBI did was corruption and election interference on a scale that we have never seen before in our country. According to pollsters, it made a 10 to 20 point difference, not even including all of the other totally determinative evidence of illegality that was found having to do with the 2020 presidential election scam. None. Including ballot stuffing and not adhering to the laws, rules, and regulations. So stuff like this, right? Like, um, basically, the, the, the claim would be you're defaming the process, right? So, like, you can, if, if you're found to be maliciously lying about somebody in a way that causes damages, 
um, you can be sued for libel or for defamation. And that's a good thing. Um, you know, free speech isn't of much value if there is complete legal equality between things that are untrue and harmful and things that are true and beneficial. I mean, obviously, that's not like the point, right? The point should be the prioritization of good, helpful speech. Otherwise, like, why would we even care about free speech at all? Um, so what he's doing right here, I mean, don't you think a fair argument could be made that this is a kind of defamation of the government? Because now this wouldn't be like if anyone says anything bad about the government, you could be no, nothing like that. If you're an elected official or former elected official and um, you're saying stuff that's provably wrong, you can be brought to trial for it. And if it's shown that you're wrong about it, you have to shut the fuck up. That way, even if you're doing your little white lie bullshit as part of your campaigning, like you until you're called out in it, you don't have to shut the fuck up, you know? And then after that, you would be held to a higher standard of scrutiny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, again, like I'm, I'm spitballing here, but like we're kind of up against the looking glass right here, you know? Like what the fuck are we going to do? We can't just let shit like this happen. We can't we can't just let democracy die because fat bloviating billionaires um, are willing to lie about it. And they have enough backing in like corporate media to to get away with it. Like we can't we can't we can't just let good things die because we're too unwilling to attempt some kind of reformist approach to defense. You know, it's like it's it's like your it's like your city's being attacked by attacked by fucking orcs, and you need a uh, wood for shields, but you have like some. 87 year old law about which type like which sections of the forest can or cannot be um harvested for lumber and you're like well yeah like we could harvest that wood but you know like it's like no i don't know i priorities right priorities of state legislatures which is totally illegal they just did whatever they wanted to do and frankly republicans locally that ran things in a lot of states should be ashamed of themselves should be ashamed of himself. And a guy like Mitch McConnell, who allowed this stuff to happen, should be scorned. He should be scorned. Mm. The 2020 election was rigged and stolen, and now our country is being destroyed by people who got into office through cheating and through fraud. Now watch. The cameras will all turn off as soon as I say that, because they're not allowed to put that on. The cameras... The crazy thing is, is that a lot of the people watching probably believe that because they only like listen to Trump. They probably genuinely believe that um, the media is some kind of like hyper coordinated black bagging 1984 dystopia. You know, um, if 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 the if the media wasn't allowed to show Donald Trump claiming the election was rigged, then they would have never been able to show him on the media at all. Like what they would be they wouldn't be allowed to show him at all. like what else can we cover from him? They'll all turn off. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. You know why? But Republican leadership just doesn't fight because in many cases they are intimidated and they're afraid. They're actually afraid. Republicans must get tougher and stronger and fast. By tougher and stronger, he means more willing to attack the Capitol and more willing to subvert democracy. That is what he means. Um, no, absolutely no ambiguity about it. The strength that he's referring to here in juxtaposition with him lying about the election results is the strength to overtake the democracy, the strength necessary to impose fascism. There is no other interpretation of this. By the way, I'll tell you a guy that fought. In fact, that's why he's here today as your nominee, Doug Mastriano. He fought. 
he fought, but he was dealing with rhinos and all sorts of crap. But Doug, you fought like very few people fought. That's really why he's here, because everybody saw that he fought. You know, after people figured it out, they all ran on the basis of, we're gonna... Uh, Doug Mastriano is losing in the polls right now, by the way. Funnily enough, the good guy here, the blue, is uh, named Shapiro. So this is the, the famous Democrat Shapiro um, uh, 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 getting on out there. Was the latest poll really from August 25th? The latest aggregate, maybe? Oh, wow, it really was. Wild. Oop, Joe Biden's approval is still climbing. Oh, shit, guys. Oh, shit. You see that? Still going up. And these these probably don't even factor in the... Um, no, the, the, the last update here was from the 2nd of September. This doesn't even factor in the Dark Brandon speech. Stop, but they were not there. He was there at the beginning. And the people understood it, so it's a big deal. And by the way, I saw a poll today, Doug, that you're tied... Whoa, what is this from? Why did Donald Trump's approval rating plummet recently? Oh, 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 this cuts off at January 20th. Wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This polling cuts off at January 20th. No wonder. Um, obviously. But, okay, yeah, sorry. I thought, I, I thought, I thought this was a, wait, why would you show me this? Okay, yeah, well, obviously it cuts off there, you know. Um, here. I need to pee. Just, I know what he's gonna say, so just. Right or up one point. Just so you know, again. All they do well is cheat on elections and use disinformation. So when he's running, he's got a big base, and he won by a lot. He won by even more when I endorsed him, but that's okay. But he won by a lot. And you know what? They said, this guy Shapiro, who's a lightweight, they said the following. They saw he was going to win, he was doing well, he was way up, and he had a big base, and they don't like that. So what do they do? The one we really want to run against is Doug Mastriano. That's the one. Well, they say that on every time they have somebody that's going to kick their ass, they go out and they say, the one we want to run against. The one person they didn't want to run against is Doug Mastriano. It's disinformation. True. I kept hearing it. I'd be out, I'd see the people going crazy for Doug. For his incredible wife. But it's true. True. He was right there from the beginning, day one. He had to fight the Republicans and the Democrats. He had to fight people. American elections should be determined only by the American people. <laughs> and that did not happen in 2020. And I'm just talking to FBI, but there are many, many other things. We won't go into it. The Mar-a-Lago raid was a desperate effort to distract from Joe Biden's record of misery and failure. The many disasters that our country and the world are now suffering would never, ever have happened never, if ever. I was in the White House. You all know that. All of this stuff would never happen. You could take the five worst presidents in American history and put them together, and they would not have done the damage Joe Biden has done to our country in less than two years. They could not have done it. And they fully believe it, by the way. Please keep that in mind. They fully believe it. Reality has nothing to do with the perception and thoughts of a uh, Trump supporter. There's no relationship between these things. He could say anything. Donald Trump could, say, Donald Trump could stand there and just say, um, Joe Biden has killed more Jews than Adolf Hitler could have ever dreamed of. And they would cheer and they would agree with him. They would believe that. And then um, the conservatives across social media, all of the um, pundits and politicians and grifters would come out and talk about how that's actually true. And they would just start saying it's true. Th yeah, that's it. Completely and fully. Um, 
there's just there's nothing here. There's nothing of value here. The uh, elimination of this speech is not an anti-free speech perspective. There's nothing here. It's white noise. Two years ago, when I was in office, Oops, gas was one dollar and eighty-seven cents a gallon. No, it wasn't. What? There was like one day because of the COVID pandemic and nobody was driving that gas was crazy cheap in theory in like the world market costs. Not, um, yeah, okay. Sorry, I was in, um, I was in, uh, uh LA at the time and no, it wasn't. And we weren't talking about going to all electric cars, which are twice as expensive. I mean, the problem is a friend of mine wanted to do something for the environment. He went out and bought a electric car. And he made a certain trip, I won't say from where, Kentucky. I won't say from where. <laughs> and he's a good person. He wants to do what's well. Now he understands. <laughs> Not so good. And he bought an electric car, and he made the trip often from Kentucky to Washington, and he made it, and he'd drive down and put the car away and drive back. He was getting like 38 miles a gallon, and it was fine. And then he goes to hybrids and all the other things they can do. 38 miles to a gallon for an electric car? I think you'll get higher than that because it's an electric car. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. Gallons and gallons of electricity. Yeah, I don't know. I assume he means a hybrid. I assume what he means is that it was a hybrid car. But for a hybrid, I don't think 38... Hold on. Um, hybrid miles per gallon comparison. Um, EPA fuel economy for new hybrid vehicles. About 52 miles per gallon. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. right. 50. Yeah, okay. Oh, 58 city, 60 highway. That's pretty good. That's the Hyundai Ionic Blue, which is the most efficient hybrid car in sale today. Okay, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, it's pretty good. Pretty good. But he wanted to go all electric because he wants to save our country. He wants to save the atmosphere. And he called me. He said, I'm exhausted. Why? He said, this damn trip took me forever. I'd drive for two hours and then I'd have to have my car charged. And in two cases, I couldn't find a place to charge it. But even if I could, it took me more time to charge the damn car than I could spend in it driving. Just a couple of pointers here. First of all, I'm not even that into electric cars. Second of all, so I guess he did mean an electric car, not a hybrid. So the 38 miles to gallon thing he just made up. Um, also, also, it is true that full electric cars do not do that well for super long distance trips. Um, they're, uh, they're generally better for if you're in more like developed urban areas due to the proximity of charging uh, ports and everything. Um, you can get uh, a charging port at your house too, you know, but consider it a, like a low range, more efficient electric vehicle. Now, obviously I'm public transit pilled, but you know, uh, yeah. He said it took me two and a half times. Please, please, let's get rid of this stuff, please. And you see in California, you see what's happening there where they're going all electric cars. Number one, people can't afford them. Number two, the batteries are made all in China, all the earth, the rare earth comes out of China. And interesting, we have all the gas and the gasoline, the gasoline, when it's refined, we have it all right under our, we don't have any of the other stuff. And if we did, our environmentalists wouldn't let us take it. It all <laughs> comes out of China and a little bit in the Congo, which has guessed. He's actually probably right there. It's true. I uh, have a feeling that if we had mass scale lithium mining done in America, environmentalists would be kicking a fit about it. Um, the, the great, the, you know, the beautiful, the beautiful Rockies being tunneled into with these, these gigantic dome uh, mines. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh. who controls the Congo, China. 
China. We play right into their hands. You see where I'm getting a lot of great press because I told Germany, don't make a deal with Russia on the pipeline. And they said, oh, that's so funny. I actually sent, during a meeting, G7, I sent Angela, Angela Merkel, a white flag of surrender. She said, Donald, Donald, but why do you send me this white flag? I said, Angela, because you're going to surrender. 75% of your energy is coming from Russia. If you look back over the decades, Russia and Germany haven't done too well together. When there's a and war, when there's a problem, a you'll bit. just turn off Nord Stream 2 and Angela. You're not going to be able to defend yourselves. Oh, that will never happen. Well, that was about two years ago. The only thing I never thought was going to happen this fast. And now they're giving me great. Remember, I made the speech at the United Nations, and the German delegation was all smiling. They thought it was so funny. They're not smiling now. He said it better than me. They're not smiling now. But now gas is $5 and $6 and $7, and it's going to be going up. Think of it. And they bragged because it came down slightly. You know, it came down about 42 cents. Trump's not wrong on this one, by the way. Germany uh, really dragged their feet on the whole getting their energy from Russia thing. They really fucked up on that one. Um, yeah, they really, oh, they fucked up on that one. Yeah, they've made steps to address it. It's just, uh, yeah. Now, now Germany's brought it, in, brought it in now. It's just, you know, whew. yeah, closing their nuclear power. We actually had it down at one point to $1.42, remember that? But I had to get it a little up. We had to let the oil companies make a couple of bucks. I didn't want to wipe out the oil companies. But what's happened is one of the big reasons for inflation is what this guy has done with energy, because energy is so all-encompassing. It's so big. With the help of Pennsylvania energy workers, did you get screwed or what? Remember I told you they were going to do this to you? He lied during the debate. He said, no, no, I would never do that. The first thing he did practically was end the Keystone Pipeline, right? That was like the first thing he did. And you know, all those workers voted for me, but the head of the union voted for you. I wonder, is he still the head? Check it out. He ought to be fired real fast. The Keystone Pipeline would have been great. A lot of jobs, it would have done a good job. With the help of Pennsylvania energy workers, under my leadership, we had American energy independence for the first time ever, ever. And within a short period of time, we would have been energy dominant. We would have been bigger than Russia and Saudi Arabia combined times two. And now we're beggars. We're like a beggar nation. We gave you, think of that, we're energy beggars. We would have been bigger than everybody combined. The two biggest, the biggest energy suppliers combined times two. We're going to be energy dominant, and now we're beggars. We gave you the largest tax cuts and regulation cuts in American history. The radical Democrat Congress just passed one of the largest tax hikes in American history, pulverizing the middle class. And now you have the privilege of having 87,000 IRS agents go after you. And they've actually been approved. I'd never heard of this one. They got approved to carry guns so they can go after you with guns. You know, they don't want to have. What does he think IRS agents do? What? The. The. They work in an office. The IRS soldiers. Vosh, this has been a thing since the 30s. Every federal government branch can carry guns if they want to confront you directly. The post office has their own detective and police force. Every federal. They're, they're, they're the executive branch. Um, no, the, the 87,000 IRS agents are accountants. That's it. That's, that's, 
and there's no reason to ever be against it either, by the way. Every leftist should support more money going to the IRS, more people working for the IRS, um, means more, uh, more uh, tax cheat rich people uh, getting what's coming to them. The IRS has had trouble pursuing audits against the wealthy who have fancy attorneys that they can use to delay investigation, you know. Takes a lot of money to investigate those people. Have guns, but it's okay for the IRS. It's like an army. Can you imagine that that was approved, that they allowed that to get through? And all Mitch McConnell had to do is waive their debt ceiling. I'm not approving anything having to do with debt ceiling unless you drop all this crap, $4 trillion worth, because Manchin folded like a dog. You saw that. And I always said he would. I told you he would. He did. And West Virginia, which voted for me, 45 points. I was up 45 points. West Virginia is not happy with Joe Manchin because he killed coal and they put taxes on coal. Clean, beautiful coal. He killed it. I can't imagine he's going to do well. I don't know what the hell got to him. Under the Trump administration, we had the greatest economy in the history of the world with no inflation. Biden and the Democrat Congress created the worst inflation in 50 years, 9.1%, and it's going to go a lot higher. And now they are making it worse with their immoral plan to wipe out hundreds of billions of dollars of debt for college graduates. Now think of this. How unfair is it? How unfair is it to all of those people, many of you are here, that paid and worked so hard. I saw they were doing a story about Pocahontas. That's Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts. And this big, strong guy came up to her, really a good-looking good guy. And he looks at I missed him. And he goes, well, what's going on with this debt? You want to cancel the debt? I've been working my ass off for 12 years, he said. And I've almost got my daughter's debt paid off. I worked weekends, 12 years. My neighbor, he's my friend, but he hasn't worked at all. And now the debt's going to be canceled, but I worked. Yes. This is unfair. And then he was not too nice after that, so we'll forget what he said. But he was not too happy. But you can multiply that times millions and millions of people. This, so again, like this logic is literally like, wow, you developed a cure to cancer. Well, what about all the people who died of cancer before? Completely insane. Um, no moral justification for it. Again, I, I struggle sometimes when watching stuff like this because it's a reminder that these people are beyond reason. It's like the clean coal thing. There are Republicans who believe that clean coal is a thing. Donald Trump has repeatedly said clean coal is a thing. What do you do with that? Like, they want to launder the reputation of the, the you know, of a, a fossil fuel companies because they're in bed with them. It's like, okay, well, we're just going to say clean coal. You know, no studies, nothing. Like, there's nothing there. Just clean coal, okay? And now they believe it. Now Republicans are like, oh, yeah, well, clean coal. You know, it's not regular coal. It's clean coal. What is clean coal? I don't know. They wash it beforehand or something. Um, there's nothing there. It's, it's empty. It's completely empty. They paid for it on the backs of hardworking citizens, and they're raising your taxes. Remember this. You don't realize it. You're getting the biggest tax increase in history. It's all disinformation. They're saying under, under 400000 You're getting the biggest tax increase in the history of our country. So enjoy paying it. And you know what it's paying for? Things like that. But the Green New Deal, which is like taking the money and throwing it out the window. And it's actually worse. It's actually like taking the money and destroying our country because it sets us back. Just like Germany. You know, Germany's back to building and opening its plants because they got so screwed up with their Green New Energy. They got carried away. Windmills all over the place, killing all the birds, destroying all the values of homes, destroying the plains and fields, beautiful plains. If you want to see a dead bird cemetery, go under a windmill sometime. It's not a pretty sight. It's also the single most expensive form of energy you can get. And all of those big giant turbines are built in China and Germany to a lesser extent. I rebuilt our military.
God. Military, including our nuclear capability, and hope to God we never have to use it, and the creation of Space Force. Do you see what they're doing with Iran? Iran was dying to make a deal with me. I would have had a deal done within one week after the election, and now we're going to pay them hundreds of billions of dollars, and they're going to have nuclear weapons within a short period of time. These people are crazy. It's, they're cra I mean, they honestly, they can't be stupid. They must hate our country. They must hate our country. They surrendered our strength and our wisdom, our everything. They turned Afghanistan into the greatest humiliation our country has ever seen. I believe it was the most humiliating thing, time, that our country has ever gone through. Thirteen dead soldiers, but they never mentioned those soldiers who lost their legs and arms and face. They were obliterated. Nobody talks about them. And they is this video sped up? It actually is by 30%. This is what he normally sounds like. There were many. Nobody talks about them. We left American citizens behind. And we left $85 billion worth of the best military equipment in the entire world. Planes and tanks and goggles. <laughs> 700,000 rifles and AK-47s. We left it all behind. Think of this. 70,000 vehicles. There's not a used car lot in the country that has probably 500 vehicles. 70,000 vehicles we left behind. Some of those vehicles cost millions of dollars because they're armor-plated with six inches of steel. I'm turning it back up. We left it all behind. I built much of it because I rebuilt our entire military. We left, think of it, $85 billion worth of military equipment. And you know, I saw a number the other day. The second largest arms dealer in the entire world is Afghanistan. Because they're selling, because they don't need 700,000 rifles and guns. 700,000. They need 40,000 or 20,000. What were we thinking? You don't take the military out first. And remember this in Afghanistan. 18 months, we didn't lose one soldier. You heard the numbers on Philadelphia? 18 months. I spoke to Abdul. I said, Abdul, don't do it, Abdul, don't do it, don't do it. But why, sir, why do you send me a picture of my house? I said, Abdul, that's a different story. This is just a straight lie, lol. Yeah, probably. I just, I don't even care enough to fact check. Why, why bother fact checking any of this? Why? Oh, God, I can't, I can't sink into the doomerism. It's important to spend 18 hours a day memorizing everything they casually lie about so that you can debunk it on the fly. Oh, God. That's the whole, because that's, I mean, because that's what I've had, to, that's what I, that's what I have to do, right? Especially when, in the lead up to the presidential race. It's like, memorize gallons of disinformation every day so that you can know what to say in response to it, you know? Um, oh, God, it's so tiring. And that's the point. I mean, that's the point, you know? They lie on purpose. The purpose of lying this frequently, even about stuff that doesn't even matter. Um, is uh is is to you know uh numb their audience to lies and make it difficult for everyone else to actually deal with it don't do it and we were fine remember they said why is he speaking to the taliban because that's where the problem was right that's where the problem was 18 months and biden actually said it a couple of months ago well i'll say one thing we uh didn't lose uh one soldier in 18 months and they're screaming at him you don't take it back you're not supposed to say that because it's good we didn't lose a soldier in 18 months. They were so afraid. They didn't want anything. We could have gotten out. I wanted to get out more than anybody. I'm the one that got it down to 2,000. But also, 
We should have kept Bagram because of China. Bagram Air Base cost billions and billions of dollars years ago to build. It's one hour away from where China makes its nuclear weapons. We should Why have never happening? left without keeping Bagram. What a shame. The most humiliating time. I believe, actually, that probably Putin went in because when he saw the incompetence... So wait, leave... Leave Afghanistan, but occupy the airport? What? Oh yeah, Trump never would have left Afghanistan. He would have continued delaying the plan, 100%. Everyone with, um, with, with, with two brain cells knew that the withdrawal from Afghanistan would be followed by, um, by the, um, the, uh, the ANA crumbling. Jesus Christ. Uh, that it would be followed by the ANA crumbling and, um, uh, the Taliban taking over. It was just a matter of how long it would take. Uh, and there's no way Trump, with his ego, could have let that happen on his watch. I, unironically, massive respect to Biden for actually letting it go through. Of that, he said, this is going to be easier than I thought. And now we have a war between Russia and Ukraine with potentially hundreds of thousands. What the and fuck even is this? Millions of people are going to die. That would have never happened if I was your president. It would have never happened. I promise you. I talked to him. Vladimir, you can't do that. Can't do it, Vladimir. This is probably true. If, um, if Trump was president at that time, uh, he probably would have uh, led an international effort to keep people from defending Ukraine. It probably, there would have been fewer deaths because uh, Russia just would have won immediately. Those beautiful golden turrets in Moscow, Vladimir, I want to leave them alone, please. You can't do it, Vladimir. He would never have done it. He would never have done it. He said, well, I sort of believe you because you actually did kill me on Nord Stream 2. Nobody thought that was possible. I ended North. Can you imagine? Biden came in and he opened up the pipeline. I ended it. Then he said, oh, Trump was soft on Russia. I was soft. The only one that doesn't think that is Putin. He didn't think I was too soft with the sanctions. But think of it. The biggest deal they've ever done is Nord Stream 2 that nobody ever heard of until I came along. They were building this massive pipeline. Nobody ever heard of Nord Stream 2 until I came along. We created the safest border in United States history. We ended catch and release. We deported record numbers of illegal aliens, gang members. It's completely incoherent. There's no, there's not even any like coherent thread with the met. Okay. And we built hundreds and hundreds of miles of border wall, despite two and a half years of Democrat inspired lawsuits. We had 11 lawsuits. I won every one of them. It took two and a half years to win. And hundreds you know, of miles, but it's a thousand mile long plan for the multiple wall. thousands. And they came to me, sir, we have some other sections. I said, let's do it. Come on, let's go fast. Then we added much more wall, 200 miles, and we almost got that finished on top of what we did. And I figured that this guy would finish it up. And he didn't. Not only didn't he finish, when Texas wanted to use the stuff that was sitting there ready to be erected, it was going to be erected very quickly, very quickly, very effectively. Great, great wall. It's exactly what Border Patrol wanted. I said, what do you want? Is this guy having a religious experience? I'm genuinely wondering. I mean, anybody who would show up at these rallies and push their way into the behind Trump, you know, like to, to get in the camera frame has got to be pretty fucking psycho. I don't know. Is that his beard? Yeah, it is. It's kind of disconcerting. Want, this is exactly one steal. They wanted concrete, they wanted a rebar, heavy set rebar. They wanted exactly, and they have to be able to see through so we see what's happening on the other side. I wanted to just give them a nice, big, beautiful concrete plank, but they didn't want that. So we gave them exactly what they wanted, and it could have been finished in a few weeks. And not only didn't they give this free to Texas, where Texas could have put it up, they actually took it away and put it in a secure area where nobody can take it. That's just a terrible thing. Three weeks was all it would have taken to complete the job. Our country is paying a terrible price for the rigged election. I ran twice, I won twice, and did much better the second time than I did the first.
getting millions and millions more votes in 2020 than we got in 2016. See, again, it's it's the pathology of the Trump voter. Notice how nobody was following any of the shit that he was saying for a while there. Like, he'll do a rambling bit, and then he has to end it on one of the few things that the audience is keyed in on and knows to respond to. So he does this rambling thing, you know, people are just waiting for it. And then he, and then just with, with no connection between these ideas, and then he goes to, uh, yeah, we won twice, so won even more election fraud. And, you know, everyone erupts in, 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 in applause. Uh, there doesn't really have to be any... Um, doesn't really have to be any any synchronicity or cohesion to the, the delivery of the speech, um, which is pretty wild, you know. Um, yeah, I gotta say, I'm a big respecter of of all people, but uh, Republicans, at least the ones who are very fanatically in favor of Trump, definitely work to earn the uh, very negative things you can say about them: uh, IQ, skull shape, uh, you know, general disposition. They certainly, I mean, this. I mean, I hate to sound cunty here, but, like, does the word sheeple not, like, creep into your mind like a spider emerging from the, you know, the 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 the, the, the edge of a, a dresser? I, I mean, there's very little, like, actual thought and comprehension going on here. Um, and you can tell. You can watch a speech from Bernie or a speech from Biden. There's way more evident engagement with what he's saying. And for as, you know, as much as we ramble on about the Biden dementia shit, which, again, he's old as fuck, probably true. Um, his speeches are coherent, at least structurally. He'll ramble off for a bit because he's got a stutter. Um, you know, he, he, he sounds like he's aging to death live, but the way the speech is structured is, uh, is coherent. Um, not really the case here. Just, just hard to imagine any critical thought going on in the minds of these people. He made a joke earlier about Germany and literally no one left. Yeah, because they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know politics. Is the thing. Do you think Trump is a speechwriter? I think these are ad-libbed, aren't they? Mo most of these speeches are ad-libbed, because it's like an ego thing. He doesn't want to be brought down by a, a teleprompter. Um, but they don't know politics. They, they're not familiar with politics. Politics for them is, is a vehicle exclusively, you know, for the, for the purpose of uh, securing their power. Um, and the dissolution of democracy. That's what that's what it is for them. All the nuance, all the subtlety, all the specifics, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for them. They don't need to be. They don't need to be good at politics. You don't need to be good at politics to be in charge. The Nazis were not good at politics. They were not nuanced, effective policy makers. Um, they, they were just more effective than their adversaries at securing political power. You know that. Doug knows that. We got millions of more votes. I tell people, yeah, oh, what a great job you did. I was being interviewed by this fake news reporter. And he said, what happened in 2020? I said, well, we did much better, actually. We got millions more votes. We got the largest number of votes of any sitting president in history. They said, you know, I never thought of it that way. I said, why don't you start thinking about it that way? Got a big election. And likewise, getting more votes than, think of it. There's never been a president, a sitting president, got anywhere near I think we got like 10 million more votes than Obama got. Obama, you know, so popular. That's so crazy. Pop there's actually, you know, there's one other guy who got more votes in a presidential election. Eight million more votes, actually. Um, pretty crazy if you think about it. Not a sitting president. Didn't even have the benefit of being the incumbent. He's so popular. They say he's so handsome. Oh, Obama's so handsome. He's such a great speaker. What does he say? He says nothing. 
And we're leading Biden and everyone else, including the Republicans, by record numbers in the polls. So I may just have to do it again. You'll be uh, staying here. May have to do it again. You hear that, Oz? Do it again. He's never going to get over Obama. All of this is because Obama made fun of him at a fucking correspondence dinner. And now we have to deal with this guy. Um, I mean, Trump, Trump literally hired that actor to do the fake you're fired video with the Obama impersonator after he like got into office because he needed that, you know? Yeah, it's all because of that fucking. Oh, God. Wait, is that actually the lore? Yeah, it's Trump. Of course, it's all spite based. Uh, Obama Trump correspondence dinner joke. Like in 2011. <laughs> My official. Because he was because Trump was a big birther back then, right? The idea that Joe Biden or not Joe Biden that uh, Barack Obama wasn't a real American because of the birth certificate thing, that years-long conspiracy theory. Long form birth certificate. Hopefully, that this puts all doubts to rest. But just in case there are any lingering questions, tonight, I'm prepared to go a step further. <laughs> tonight, for the first time, I am releasing my official birth video. Obama. Now, I warn you, No one has seen this footage in- I know Obama is far from perfect, but damn if he's in charge. Oh, of course. Oh, Obama's insanely charismatic. Didn't he win an Emmy like yesterday? Of course he's charismatic, you know. Not, not really a statement of the man's politics, but obviously he's exceptionally charismatic. 50 years. Not even me. But uh, let's take a look. to square one. I, I, I want to make clear to the- That seems racist. That's the joke. The joke is that the birther movement was racist. They were calling him not really an American on, uh, because they were lying about his birth certificate. So the joke is like, actually, he's from Africa. Fox News table. That was a joke. Um, that was not my real birth video. That was a children's cartoon. <laughs> Call Disney if you don't believe me. They have the original long form version. <laughs> There's a vicious rumor floating around that I think could really hurt Mitt Romney. I heard he passed universal health care when he was governor of Massachusetts. <laughs> Someone should get to the bottom of that. And I know just the guy to do it, Donald Trump. 
is here tonight. Now I know that he's taken some flack lately, but no one is happier, no one is prouder to put this birth certificate matter to rest than the Donald. And that's because he can finally get back to focusing on the issues that matter. Like, did we fake the moon landing? <laughs> what really happened in Roswell? And where are Biggie and Tupac? It's incredible. You can see, I'll, I'll, I'll full screen it too. You can see he's so fucking mad. Absolutely. Look at him. He's like, he's like the, the protagonist in a movie. Like everyone else is moving and he's just seething. Look at him. And that's it. And this is it. This is why everything of the past six years has happened. This right here. We found, this is it. It's literally that simple. Like, did we fake the moon landing? Look at him. Look at him. He's doing, he's doing the, the fucking clockwork orange uh, Kubrick stare at, at Obama. Happened in Roswell. And where are Biggie and Tupac? It's psychotic. All kidding aside, obviously we all know about... It's like, he, he's, he's literally doing the thing. Like, he's, he's laughing at your joke. No, this, this one's better. This is more appropriate. There we go. That's, this is what he's doing. I... And that was part one of a two-part podcast. If you're interested in finishing it, then uh, you should wait for the next episode.